So, uh, so the way I think about storytelling for product managers, it, it breaks down in uh, to different audiences. So uh, whether you're a startup founder or a product manager inside an organization, the, your first audience is the people who fund this project, right? Um, so you have to you have to paint a vision for your investors or for your leadership to to fund the building of this product. And uh, painting a vision is basically starting with uh, in the world I see this is where your the the current problem is for users. Um, here's the opportunity for the company, and this is you know this is the solution that we will build, and the solution will get there because of this product and these features that you're going to build, which will then take us to the promised land. Um, so that that's uh, that one uh, startup founders will be very familiar with because they are they are constantly pitching to investors. But as a product manager with an organization, you have to do the same thing. You have to get buy-in from leaders leadership to uh, actually fund your project, mm. to fund your product. Is it, is you called the promised land? Is that, is that the North Star? Is that, you know, the sort of like the, the elevator pitch or the, the 20 second statement? Of... So, I, so I think of North Stars uh, differently. Um, uh, so North Star for a, for the company could be, could be different to the North Star that the team focuses on uh, in the product. So the not start, or the, the the promised land for a company could be higher revenue, higher engagement, um, or moving the needle on on a metric, which which is different to the not star that the team should be focused on at any given time. And what I mean we mean by that is um, it depends on the the life stage of a product. And if you think about product metrics, you know your acquisition. Um, um, uh, brain's filling Ac activation, activation, retention, yeah. referral, yeah, revenue, revenue yeah. referral, exactly. Pirate exactly. metrics. Yeah. 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 So, so it depends on, uh, on which stage you're at, you know, like if you're, if you've just created a new product, your North star should be activation because you want enough people to come in and not drop out of a leaky, uh, leaky bucket. So, so they retain, they're, they're activated. Um, and then you focus on retention, and once you've got retention, you may look at referral revenue or, or, um, or acquisition. So that's, uh, yeah, I think that's different to what I meant by promised land. Promised mm -hmm. land is, is more pitch to the funders of the project and, and how they're going to benefit from it or the mm -hmm. organization's going to benefit from it. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. effectively managing upwards. Yes. So it's, it's reporting, it's reporting to the product, the, 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 the product sponsor or, or whatever that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so the, the second audience is your, your customer. Um, and storytelling to your customer is particularly important at the early stages of a product. So when, you, when, you're, when you're creating a new product, um, you, want to, um, you want to launch early, you want to get user feedback. But when you launch early, your product is generally um, pretty crummy, right? You, you're, you're launching something that isn't uh, very polished or, or doesn't have all the functionality, all the, all the features that somebody would want. So the, the opportunity you, is to use storytelling to get people to align with you um, and your product 
more on your story, more on your values. I'll give right. you. So yeah. your product doesn't have to be perfect at that particular stage, but as long as they're buying into the, the buying into the overall message about what what you're saying. So it, yeah, it yeah. could so be hanging together with bits of chewing gum, and sticky tape. But that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. And what one one tool I've I've found uh, very effective to do that is to connect with your user base on uh, on values. Um, and I'll give you an example of that. So when I uh, when I started my when I started my first product, my, my startup, um, I did an analysis. It was 2012. Uh, smartphones were were becoming popular, very popular at that point, and there were a bunch of uh, instant messaging, competing instant messaging apps out there. Um, and so I thought, okay, let me go look at their their landing pages to see how they differentiate themselves. Just study landing pages so I could build my own. And so I looked at WhatsApp, Viber, a uh, bunch of the others that were out there. Um, and scrolling through each landing page, the WhatsApp guys had put a quote from the movie Fight Club about ads. And, uh, and I, being a Fight Club fan, instantly connected with that. And so, so regardless of what the product did, because there wasn't much differentiation, they were all kind of doing the same thing. Um, I connected with them on values and said, these are my guys. Yeah, right. So they must have deliberately also thought they wanted to actually have a male user base as well, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which is oh, interesting. Oh, or it might just it might just be um no, it was so so for them, because they were ex Yahoo guys, they uh they both hated advertising. And so the quote was about advertising and how they would never advertise. Mm, mm. Um so oh, they they yeah. were just putting they were just putting their values out there. Um and it and it connected with uh, with with me. Yep. Right. <laughs> right? Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, another example would be uh, we met with the um, we met with the founders of Campaign Monitor, and they were talking about when they uh, first launched uh, Campaign Monitor is an email marketing tool. When mm. they first launched, there was a lot of competition on um, on uh, for email marketing tools, and so what they decided to do was on the landing page, say campaign monitor is the best email marketing tool for designers. Yes. Right. Yes. And what, what this meant was a lot of people would, who are looking for uh, email marketing tools would come to their website, their, their landing page and go, Oh, that's not me. I'm going to leave. Um, so they, they were actually uh, telling people, this is not for you leave, but the, the people who were uh, designers, they saw that and said, "Oh, this was this has been built for me, mm, right?" Mm. Um, and so, so they went for a smaller niche of their their market, but uh, it it let their users self select. Yeah, uh, that product. Yep. So they filter right at the top of the top of the funnel, and so they don't have to deal with a whole lot of garbage and do deal with a lot of support problems from people who don't actually resonate uh, with with the product. North Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, it might have been a good enough product for them, but it, this was an easy way of differentiating between all the other tools mm. and and saying, "Oh, we're going, we, you know, we're going to build the best product for you, and not for these other people." Mm. Um, and and I think in the world of the internet, that's really powerful because you may you may say we're going to go after a niche of the market, but you know, you've got three and a half billion people on the internet. Uh, that niche itself could be very large, yeah. uh, especially when you can reach a global audience.
And you can slice it different ways too. You could slice it based on market sector, uh, you know, persona of user or market sector or mm -hmm. geography or uh, yeah, some, something specific like yeah. that. Couldn't you? Yeah, 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 totally. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, cool. So we've we've talked about managing managing your leadership or storytelling to your leadership storytelling the customers did you yep. want to drill some more into the yeah so that's yeah. a really great thing for early stage products that you're storytelling the customers based on values mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so that's and and, and uh, what that results in is uh, these early customers sticking by you while your while your product isn't great but you get that feedback and you get uh, the evangelism from them so they will they will uh, tell other customers they may even man your um, your your internet your digital community um, and and help out um, uh, and help you get your product to product market fit. Hmm. Yeah, I might just test just do a smoke test on something that we've been working on. Let me just see if I can find it. Um, see what see what you think about this. <laughs> get a bit of free consulting here. So this is the front page of. Um, a, an ebook PDF that mm -hmm. we're putting out, mm -hmm. and we just wanted to actually speak to a particular value, something like that. Um, so the question, the question is, is we haven't called out, we haven't called out the persona specifically, sure. because we, you know, it's nine times out of ten, it's a product manager but it can be a designer and it can be a growth team. Sure, um, sure. So that's, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah. So we just, we just sort of, we're trying to message about this, this ability to keep your, your own developers on the roadmap and not get bogged down with doing in-app content, in-app engagement content, pretty, pretty much similar to what campaign monitor were doing. So don't, have, uh -huh. don't get, don't, and we actually speak to that about, in the second page, we talk about it. In the old days, you used to hard code emails, but then companies like Mailchimp, Marketo, Campaign Monitor, Autopilot, basically turned into a massive industry. And so we're right. using using that around an ROI. What's your uh, take just on this first page? Um, I, I'm not seeing where you are uh, where you're selling your values. Um, where, where do you, where in this copy here, where do you think that is? Um, so it's an ROI document. So mm -hmm. it's really about a return on investment. So the, mm -hmm. basically the landing page and all the funnel that leads to it, this is setting that around that now. It's, um, you know, so it's talking about a, a return on investment toolkit. So, right. yeah, so the value, we, we don't, we're not diving into product features. We're still talking at this kind of, uh, you know, higher level type sure, thing. So sure, sure. I think what you're saying is it's not clear to you. It's a little bit too fluffy at this particular stage. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, um, again, it also matters who your audience is, right? Here, this, this is targeted to the person who will be paying for the product versus the users of the product. Interesting point. Yeah. So this is really supposed to be a toolkit that can arm a product manager to sell that internally mm -hmm. um, to say, well, why, why don't we just code that up internally? Yeah. Um, and particularly developers might have a not invented here type mentality as well, too. So you have, you know, development, developer led or engineering led organizations. So yeah, yeah. that's, 
anyway, that's interesting. I might, might sort of tic-tac with you a little bit more of that. I didn't want yeah, to hijack yeah. the whole thing, what, but it's good what to do practicals. What I do like about this is, um, is the accelerate learning. And I feel like that, to a product manager, that might be uh, um, a more important value than the freeing your developers. Like the freeing your developers yeah, is, is definitely a pain. Um, or, 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 use, or having to go through developers to, to get to your learning um, is definitely a pain. But as a product manager, you want to learn as quickly as possible, as fast as possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so to me, maybe that, would, uh, that should be the, the headline. Um, yep. Especially as like, constant learning is something most good product managers aspire to do. All right, cool. All right, so let's let's go back to us. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just give you another example on uh, on storytelling for mm, yeah, uh, for customers, um, and and so this this is an example which doesn't just apply to early products, but just a company and and its brand. Um, uh, something most startup uh, founders and even product managers don't think about much is brand, but. It is, it is super valuable and super powerful. Um, if, I mean, if you just look at the valuation of the brand Coke, uh, outside of the business, the brand itself is, is very valuable. And, um, and the example I'd give is Tesla. Um, you know, electric vehicles have been around for a long time uh, and they, you know, they were considered a failure. And then Elon Musk came and made them, made them sexy and, and super, super successful and, and they Valuation is now larger than like a lot of the automotive companies combined. Uh, but if you if you look at a lot of his keynotes, it will start with uh, with climate change and global warming, and uh, and you know that that resonates with a lot of his audience. They they worry about that. They know it's important, so they they connect with him, connect with his brand Tesla on that, and and then the product comes after. Yep, got it. Yeah, so that's again, that's that's really resonating with the people who want to who do want to do be good for the planet, do good to the planet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's that's your example. Um, so we've done leadership. We've talked a little bit about customers. Mm -hmm. uh, who's next? Is it would be the team, right? So uh, so. Again, uh, whether whether you're a startup founder, you're, you you have to uh, attract really good engineers um, or, or other team members who are in a lot of demand these days. It's not it's not uh, easy uh, attracting good developers to come join a uh, a fledgling startup, which uh, which may not pay the market rates. Um, so again, connecting connecting on values or how you're going to um, make the world a better place, actually improve things, or, or painting a story of this, these are how these, uh, they, your customers are um, uh, either getting screwed over or missing out on the opportunity. Um, that is really powerful to attract, uh, attract a team. Uh, again, and it works inside of an organization like Google is where, where the engineers are kind of allowed to choose which team they want to work on. And so you really have to pitch to the engineers, pitch to uh, the, the broader team, tell a story, paint a vision and say, you know, this is, this is where the world is right now. This is how, where, 
how people are struggling or in pain right now, and this is where we want to take them to. Um, and that's really powerful in attracting a team um, to, to one, come join your, your product, work on your product. Um, and then the next level of storytelling. So that, so that's, that's interesting that <laughs> the, the challenge of, of staff turnover never really goes away. So at an early stage, early stage startup, you, you have to con you have to convince them that this is a journey worth going on, mm -hmm. and and the sacrifices that are made there. Later on, when you get to a company as big as Google, that you've got internal competition, even though, even though you may not lose them. Like if you're in the Bay Area, you might lose them to, you know, the latest hot startup, whether it's Zoom or Slack or something like that. Or, or the most exciting project going on yeah. inside of Google. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. that's fascinating on that level, yeah. and probably the sweet spot is the you know, the B round, C round companies that are that are actually on their way, but they've still That's got right. the sort of, I, I was reading a thing today about the history of Optimizely and uh -huh. and just basically where where things went wrong there on that. And because they right. were pr praised to, to be, you know, one stage they were, you know, the second or the third most valued YC company. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, and they had an open culture type thing and, and stuff like that, but then they, <laughs> I was so excited about about optimizely. <laughs> oh, it's a long way down there. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, they lost their they lost their way on that, and and it, and right. it, it went from being a five out of five on on um, glass door to you know basically having a revolving door. Yeah, and, interesting. Yeah. So so that's interesting. So there's always that particular thing to do with internal storytelling or internal internal selling is there a difference there with your team in regards to what's selling and what's what's storytelling um so there's 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 multiple layers of storytelling so there is one is um one is selling the dream uh so okay so if it's if it's a startup you're going to be selling them a dream on why like how's this going to make the world a better place for 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 your your uh, target market mm -hmm. but also you're selling the the dream of your internal culture like this is the type of company we're going to be on uh which 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 is again um again storytelling on values and you know what's important what what this company prioritizes uh and then there's of course the, the dream of uh of you know, a, a liquidity event, and uh, you could retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, whereas in a in a uh, organization like Google, um, it it will be it would change slightly to uh, to you know, how can we make an impact on our customers, or and how could this help your career? How could this help your tra trajectory inside of Google? Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But then, when you the the next level is uh, is aligning the team on the north star of of the features you're building right now, right? So what is what are the metrics? So this is coming back to uh, those five metrics. Like the the team needs to understand. You have to paint a story of where you are as a product, right? Um, so, so the, the entire team needs to be clear of, hey, this is this is where our product is right now. This is what we're trying to achieve, um, and what that does is it not only helps them understand the north star, but it helps them make decisions by themselves. Um, 
and and uh, part of that is explaining to them what the what the user need is, what the user pain is, uh, as compared to just building to specifications. Is that not just something like Google's famous for using OKRs? So I'm presuming mm -hmm. you, I'm presuming you're working off a 90-day OKR uh, cycle. Is that mm -hmm. Is that something that you do for every start of every start of an OKR cycle, or is it something that you're doing in terms of a sprint kickoff? Or um, we don't. I haven't. I haven't delved uh, because of of this year. We haven't delved much into OKRs yet. There's just been a lot of uh, let's just build stuff, um, oh, and, right. and we don't really. And we don't really have sprint cycles at uh, at Google. We just we just build and launch. Um, it's it's more. I guess it's more uh, uh, when you're creating the product requirements document uh, and explaining, you know, what are we building and why are we building and how is it going to help the user? That, I think that that's when the storytelling comes into place. Um, really getting everyone to understand why are we building this? You know, what what is what is the, the, the pain and what is the opportunity and how it will help the user? And that that um, enables everyone on the team to to make decisions without having to always rely on the product manager or or just go off a document if okay. you can yeah if you can right. clarify that uh, and and people are clear on why you're doing it yeah yeah okay yeah. all right cool yeah. yeah i wonder if it's interesting to try and redo that do that every sprint sounds a bit too sounds a bit too frequent but yeah i, I, I don't know about every sprint but um but every feature, it should it should be done every feature. Mm. Um, you know, why why are we building this, yeah. and 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 how is it going to improve uh, your user's life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about features, um, we were going to move into talking about you know gathering user user feedback or user data. Mm -hmm. um, were there other elements that you wanted to talk about to, be, to do with storytelling first before we move on to that? No, I think I think that covers it. Okay, so it's basically leadership, so managing upwards, yep. reaching out to customers, yep. and and so so basically storytelling to customers, and that would feed into product marketing as well too. Yeah, and then and then speaking internally to the team, not necessarily down, but a, but a, but around, uh, yep. yeah, around your around your team. So they're the they're the three main audiences. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. There is there are a few other things I could talk about in storytelling, um, and that's more the technical how you do it. Um, um, uh, I, I did a course on Ideo, which was uh, storytelling for influence, uh, run by Ideo, which was which was really good. Mm. And uh, and it like some of the, the highlights of that was um, was MVPing your story. Right, which is is you create a skeleton, you create a first draft, and then and then before presenting it, you you take it to the pub and you tell your story to a bunch of users, uh, a bunch of of listeners. Yep. Um, and then you get feedback on you know what what made sense, what was confusing, what resonated. Um, and I've been I've been watching a lot of uh, comedians in cars with you know uh, having coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. It's, it's funny. Uh, it, it seems that stand-up comedians have the exact same startup mentality of launching an MVP and uh, and iterating yeah, right. what works, what doesn't work. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so it's it's the same same with storytelling. Um, before before you launch, you want to you want to launch an MVP 
and and iterate on your story multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Robin Robin Williams famously used to do very small small gigs around San Francisco to right. To yeah, basically... I think I think this is that this is common with the, with all those guys. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, another really good resource is a book called Resonate. Um, I, I can I can link that. Uh, send you a link to that. Yeah, if you can shoot the links, that would be terrific. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of stuff around, but not specific not specific to PM. Well, at least it's resonated to you as a PM. So yeah, and I think uh, like there's a lot of storytelling in general. There's the uh, there's a Pixar one on on Khan Academy and stuff, and they're they're more for storytelling to tell a, a great story. Mm. Uh, whereas these ones are more storytelling for for influencing uh, people. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, and and it's it's quite. Uh, when I've applied those uh, those strategies, it's worked quite well. Mm. 